AfroTales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the AfroTales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Aman Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. Little Nero and the Magic Tea Cakes When Little Nero was no more than five years old, his mother was killed in an automobile accident. His father took the little fellow to live with Little Nero's grandmother, Old Lady Coleman and paid her for his room and board. Old Lady Coleman loved the little fellow very much because he was her only grandchild. She did everything under the sun to please him. She got him lots of toys to play with. She got him a little red wagon to ride in, a little red rocking chair to rock in, and a cute little bed with a feather mattress to sleep in. The only thing old lady Coleman wasn't very good at was cooking. Little Nero had a real sweet tooth and liked sweet things to eat at all times. But it didn't matter how many sweet things old lady cooked for him. Lemon pies, chocolate cakes, sweet potato pies, peach cobbler. He would not eat more than two bites of them. He just sit around with his hands under his chin, looking out the window and daydreaming. Old Lady Coleman couldn't figure out what was wrong. She coaxed him into eating her cakes and pies, but he just wasn't interested. Then something happened to change little Nero's eating habits. One night at about 12 o'clock, little Nero felt something real hot like a wind blowing in his face. That woke him up. Then he saw a white puff of smoke coming through the window. When he reached the bed, it turned into a white dog. That white dog kept coughing up little tea cakes onto the floor. Once it had coughed up a goodly pile of tea cakes, it turned back into smoke and went back out of the window. Little Nero was scared, obviously, but he did like the looks of those tea cakes. He jumped out of bed and started eating them. After eating about 15 or 20, he was full, but there were still more on the floor. So he went to the kitchen, got a flour sack, and put the leftover tea cakes in it and tucked the sack of tea cakes under his mattress. The next morning, when old lady Coleman came into little Nero's room, he jumped out of bed and acted so happy that she wondered what had come over him. She said, Nero, I'm sure glad you're feeling so good this morning. How come you're so happy? Little Nero didn't say a word. He just 
took his grandmother by the hand, lifted up the mattress, and showed her the flower sack full of tea cakes. Where'd you get these tea cakes from, Nero? She wanted to know. So little Nero told her what had happened during the night, and then grabbed up a handful of tea cakes and started eating them. Old Lady Coleman was glad Nero was happy, but she doubted his story. Pretty soon, though, she started to believe him because it didn't matter how many tea cakes he ate during the day. The next morning, the flower sack was full again. One time, little Nero's father came to see him and took a peek at the tea cakes. Then he exclaimed, That's the same kind of tea cakes that the little fellow's mother used to cook for him all the time. Hmm. The end. Story number two. Uncle Henry and the Ghost Dog. One Saturday, early in the morning, Uncle Henry left Clarksville to go down to the big baseball game and barbecue they were having down in Oak Grove. Uncle Henry used to pitch for the Clarksville team, and he still liked to see a good baseball game. That day, the Knights of Pathias and the Odd Fellows were playing off a 12-inning tie from the Saturday before. Uncle Henry reached Oak Grove long before the game started. He got himself a good seat on one of the wagons that was standing at the far end of the pasture where they were having the barbecue and ball game. Pretty soon, the players on both sides came lopping up on their horses. They tied their horses to a fence post, went over to the barbecue pit, grabbed a big hunk of barbecue, ate it, and after resting up a bit, started to warm up for the game. But they were really late getting on with the game after all, because one of the pitchers who had to come from way off somewhere reached Oak Grove about an hour late. And this moved the starting of the game way back. But Uncle Henry didn't budge until the game was over. And by then it was pitch dark. The last train for Cartsville had left. So the only way Uncle Henry could get home was to walk. Uncle Henry didn't mind walking in the daytime. But he did not in any way relish walking down the railroad track in the dark. What bothered Uncle Henry was, how was he going to see where he was walking as dark as it was? So he stooped down and picked up a Coca-Cola bottle that was lying on the ground beside the wagon he'd been sitting on, which was still open and bought enough kerosene to fill the bottle. Then he took off his necktie, folded it up, and stuffed it down the neck of the bottle of kerosene. He struck a match to it, and as soon as it started burning, he began walking down the railroad track to Clarksville with the lighted Coca-Cola bottle in hand. It was getting darker and darker all the time and looking stormy. So Uncle Henry got real scared and imagined 
He saw all kinds of eyes shining up at him from beside the railroad track. He finally got so scared, he started running. He was going just like the old number 30 headed north. And before you could say Jack Robinson, he had reached another. But when he reached him, he stopped dead in his tracks. Because standing right in front of him was a great big white dog with red eyes. The longer Uncle Henry eyed the dog, the bigger the dog got. Get, get, get away from me, yelled Uncle Henry, hitting at the dog. When he did that, he knocked his necktie out of the Coca-Cola bottle and onto the ground. Now, he couldn't see a thing. So he started running down the railroad track again with the big dog right at his heels. Faster and faster, Uncle Henry's feet carried him toward Clarksville until he finally reached his house and fell onto the porch, limp as a dish rag and just panting for breath. His wife, Aunt Jenny, heard him fall on the porch, so she fetched an oil lamp off the kitchen table and went out to the porch to see what the trouble was. When she saw Uncle Henry stretched out on the porch, she ran into the house and brought him a dipper full of well water. He drank it, and pretty soon he sat up and told Aunt Jenny all about the dog running him all the way from Anona. Aunt Jenny listened to Uncle Henry, and when he was finished, she cracked her side laughing. Henry, come think about it. You don't have to run away from that dog and think you're gone. That dog, Spear, was just some good Christian friend who came back from the grave to bring you good luck, protection on your way home. Uncle Henry was awful sorry that he had run himself nearly to death for nothing. The dog, Spear, didn't make Uncle Henry stop going to ballgame. But you know what? He never did stay away from home until dark in the morning. The end. Wow, these are two awesome stories coming from the Headless Haunt and other African-American ghost stories by James Haskins. The first story, Little Nero. A boy lost his mother and is having trouble at his grandmother's home and is feeling sad. And he gets what they called in the new haunted mansion movie, at least to me, a ghost wink. He gets tea cakes from this ghost dog. 
who is this ghost dog and where did it come from? I believe it was a message from his mom. Do you believe that? Let me know. But I believe it was a message from his mom. And that's why he felt no fear from the dog. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? And at the end, the father kind of confirms it, that his mom used to make tea cakes for him. And it's a beautiful, beautiful message that although she's gone, she's not gone for good. You know what I mean? She's still here for you. She's still with you, baby. I love that. We've all lost someone and want to feel that. Now, the second story. Oh, Henry. Meeting that dog on the tracks and running home. I actually mapped this thing because this is, is a real location. You can find it. And it is about an hour and a half from start point to end point. And he ran that whole thing. I got to say for an old man, Uncle Henry is a beast in the streets. You know, he ran the whole way home. And it was kind of cool that his wife gave him a spin on it because in all honesty, I think that was a bad dog. I think that dog was literally trying to eat him and may have been an omen that if you don't get off these tracks, you're dead, man, you're dead. But for his wife to then turn it around and say, oh, that is just one of our good Christian friends, one of the good spirits, just guiding you home in their own way, basically. I think that's kind of nice. It, it, it gives him that comfort. But he's not stupid, is he? He says, well, I'll still go to the games. But I'm not staying after dark. I'm not dealing with that escort again. I don't need it in my life. And I think that sometimes we have to get scared a little bit to realize that, yeah, I don't need to do that in my life again. You know, um, I know being young and going out and partying, there were times where it's like me and my friend look back now and say, yeah, we didn't need to do that. And I'm glad we decided not to do that again, you know. So just think about those type of things that you do in your life where you're like. Was that a good thing that I made it out of there? Well, yeah, because I'm still here. But what did I learn from that situation? You know? Anyway, go see Chef. I already know what he's giving you guys this week. It's quite obvious, right? Anyway, go see him. Enjoy the recipe that you've gotten. And until... We meet again. Have a blessed day. Ah!
Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, chef, and today we have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today, we will be creating southern tea cakes. Now, what will you need for this recipe? One stick unsalted butter, room temperature, please. Three quarters cup granulated sugar. One large egg at room temperature. Two teaspoons of pure vanilla extract. One and a half cup all-purpose flour. A quarter teaspoon of salt. A quarter teaspoon of baking soda. Now, how do we put this together? Fairly easy. In a medium-sized bowl, whisk together the flour, salt, and baking soda, and set aside. In the bowl of your mixer, add butter and sugar and mix together on high speed until fluffy and smooth, about four to five minutes. Turn mixer to medium speed and add in one egg and vanilla extract and beat until well incorporated. Lastly, turn mixer to slow speed and add the flour mixture in intervals of three beating after each addition to incorporate. After the dough is well mixed, turn off the mixer and remove dough from mixer and add to a ziplock bag and place in the refrigerator for at least one hour to firm up the dough. Once dough is fine, remove from fridge and preheat your oven to 325 degrees Fahrenheit. Line your cookie sheet with parchment paper. Taking a measuring tablespoon, scoop out dough the size of the tablespoon and roll into a ball. Using your thumb, gently press the center to flatten a bit and place on the tray. Do the same for the rest of the dough, leaving about one and a half inches between each dough ball. Bake for nine to 11 minutes until golden brown on the edge and remove from the oven. Cool for five to 10 minutes, then serve. And that is it, my friend. Now go make this recipe yours. And until I have another wonderful recipe for you, remember little Nero and don't forget about Uncle Henry. So until next time, my friend, and as always, enjoy. Thank you, my friends, for coming on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and shirt designs. You can get t-shirts and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at AfroTalesCast. That's Afro-T-A-L-E-S-Cast. 
and email me at afrotalescast at gmail.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone, giving a thumbs up, a five-star rating and review in your podcast app of choice, or simply donating on Patreon or coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com. So until we meet again, may your wins be fair and your seas follow.